And now, a word from our sponsors. The Oyster Recovery Partnership is the nonprofit expert in Chesapeake Bay oyster restoration. Oyster Recovery Partnership has planted more than 9 billion oysters on 3,000 acres of reef and recycled more than 250 bushels of shell. Everyone benefits from a healthy Chesapeake Bay. Poor water quality and declining habitats can be reversed. Oysters are the answer. Pascavore is packaged in a convenient single-serving size with no refrigeration required until after opening. Pascavore is the perfect, healthy, and delicious snack for those on the go. Pascavore, tuna that travels. Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardener Douglas, your oyster ninja. Um, I hope you guys are prepared yourself for a great episode today. Um, do have to tell you, this is a redo. I wasn't going to say anything, but now I'm going to say something because I've said it. Uh, this is a redo because, uh, as you guys know, if you follow me on social media, my laptop blew up on me. And, of course, I'm a, I'm a tech person, but I'm not a tech person. So I didn't know anything about a cloud or I knew something about it, but just didn't know how to work it. Here we are now. We're back on a cloud this time and um, we're floating. um but yeah i'm here with the ladies uh clara and linda from short up and they're here to tell you about the great things first of all that short up is doing and their big oyster festival that's going down on november 19th so ladies how are you again (laughs) we are great thanks for having us again (laughs) thank you we're really excited about uh the celebration that we have coming up because of course it's all about oysters and clean water so that always makes our heart beat fast yes yes um so just i guess let's uh what is short up so um we're a small ecotourism business small meaning it's linda and i who <laughs> do all the work right so Um, And of course, we have a lot of great community partners that help us along, but we started um, our business in 2019, right in the middle of the pandemic, great timing, right? And uh, so we are here in Hampton, not a place that most people think of ecotourism because we're in an urban area, but we love to show how um, urban areas also have some beautiful gems and nature and history so um, we we design programs um, kayaking walking tours educational programs that that showcase all that we have here in Hampton nice so if you could just break that down just a little bit more um, so how do you show this and when did you start this so we started doing our tours in 2020. Um, Claire had gone through the eco um, certified ecotourism class, and then I followed her and went through it. And we started off with museum tours and walking tours. And so we were selling tickets for that event and taking tours through the Hampton History Museum and then on to a waterfront tour. Um, with COVID, with museums closing down, we had to pivot a bit and people seemed to want to be outside in the fresh air. So we dove into kayaking tours and we didn't have kayaks. So we called it a BYOB. It was a bring your own boat tour. And then we also ended up buying our own boat 
because we really felt that it was important for people who otherwise wouldn't have water access to have the opportunity to come out and enjoy the waterways. It's awfully hard to be a steward of something that you never get a chance to, to be on. Or um, So we did end up buying uh, a small fleet of boats so that we could help people get out there and and uh, get out on the water and be a little more up up close with our beloved oysters. Yeah. So um, if you could just explain to the folks how we got introduced a little bit, and that goes into, of course, this, even how we got on this podcast uh, platform. So I, I think we got introduced through the Chesapeake Oyster Alliance, which is this super awesome organization that is comprised of um, businesses, educational organizations, um, and just a whole host of people now. It's, the membership has even broadened to have anybody who understands that in order to restore the bay, we need to really, you know, get oysters. 10 billion is what we're hoping for by 2025 back into the bay. So we are thrilled to be a member of the Chesapeake Oyster Alliance. And through the Alliance, we applied for a Chesapeake Oyster Innovations Awards Program grant and ended up winning that grant and asked you to please help <laughs> us um, as we were applying for the grant uh, to be one of our partners. So. Again, like we said just a minute ago, it is really, although it's the two of us with Short Up, we really rely on all our community support and um, and our partners to help us get the word out and help us bring awareness to, you know, our oysters, a species that otherwise are kind of underwater and not very noticeable for a lot of people. That's great. And I love, um, you know, meeting you guys and, you know, and I really think that's the whole purpose of me for the podcast is um, to kind of expand minds and worlds and um, connect with people. And these type of connections are, you know, the type that make the bigger difference, like, even though it's just, you know, it's us small people, but we make big impacts uh, on people's lives, you know, and the ecosystem, of course. Uh, so, could you just talk a little bit about the uh, celebration that's going on or is coming up rather? So we um, we have our flyer. We'll shout out to our flyer here. Mm-hmm. Have our flyer. Um, again, it is on November 19th. We have um, approximately 11, 12 exhibitors, all like-minded oyster um, researchers, people that will be talking about clean water, um, throughout the day at their different exhibits. Um, It's free. It's family friendly. It's open to the public. There's live music there. It's rain or shine. So we definitely are partnering with some great um, area businesses in the downtown area that will provide uh, the event to go on rain or shine, which is amazing. It's Saturday again, November 19th from noon to four. We have amazing raffles, Canon cameras and short up swag, swag from some of our other partners that will all be out there. We have oysters. We have an oyster vendor coming from the Eastern Shore. 
That's another partner from our Chesapeake Oyster Alliance, Lambert that Shellfish. Connection yeah. that's bridged it together, right? And, so. Mm -hmm. so we'll have, um, we will also have a cameo appearance by Helen Phillips Pitt. Helen Phillips Pitts. She is the great granddaughter of John Mallory Phillips. And we love talking about John Mallory Phillips. He's one of um, our famous oystermen here in Hampton. He uh, came to Hampton after the Civil War and he was um, uh, described as a light-skinned African-American who started with one boat you know, ended up with a fleet of boats and really contributed a lot to the community of Hampton with the money that he made, you know, um, harvesting oysters. So it's a history that was almost lost until the family started researching it. And so one of the things that Linda and I love to do is we love to um, share those stories and find those important stories that, um, you know, there's, there's, that bring a, a, a sense of pride of place um, for people, not only people who live here in Hampton, but to show that rich heritage, that rich ethnic heritage that, that Oysters has all over the Bay. So um, we're really excited that she can be here to do a little cameo appearance. I hope she's going to bring this beautiful shell that she has that is the, you know, what she has from her granddaddy's oyster boat is this wonderful conch shell. And we like to imagine, you know, what he used that shell for. Uh, we think, you know, it wasn't like they had cell phones then. So that shell may have been used to communicate that the catch was coming in or something like that. But um, just holding that, that really ancient historic shell is like holding a piece of history in your hand. So um, we're really excited to have her. Um, and again, you know, we were talking about growing oysters, um, been growing oysters a long time, but really, like you just said, you're not just growing oysters, you're growing those connections in the community and and making friends in the process. And, and we just feel super privileged to be, um, to have Helen as one of our friends. Um, in the community. So that is what I think one of the ideas of the celebration is to again, bring people together. And I've never met somebody who I didn't really enjoy mm -hmm. in this community. So to bring people together from the public and, and to share with them what we get to experience, you know, on a more regular basis to share with them all these good people trying to do good things um, for for us and our next generation. So we'll have some, you know, kid-friendly activities there too. And um, um, it's just going to be a, a really great time. Also, Lambert Shellfish is going to have oysters there. If anybody wants to pick some up in advance for Thanksgiving, um, he's going to be on hand to do that and also show shucking. And, uh, you know, one of our restaurant partners is going to have um, oysters, also Virginia oysters and Virginia cocktails and hot chocolate and the fire pits going and, and all of that good stuff. So um, we'll have oyster gardening demonstrations and, and just hopefully a lot of fun for this inaugural event. And we just really hope that it's the people though, 
that we hope will come and bring it to life. So thank you for helping us get the word out. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you, ladies, for doing this. Uh, I want to uh, kind of pivot a little bit uh, to the ecotourism uh, part of it. Uh, first, like, what did that look like? What kind of, you know, courses uh, did that look like while you were taking it? And then um, how do you think that's helped you with what you're doing now? Well, it's it's kind of funny story, <laughs> I guess, because when I took the ecotourism class, I was not thinking that oh, you know, I'm going to take this class and then we're going to start this business. I mean, it just, it didn't, didn't happen that way. Um, really, when I think back to, to oysters, I think, you know, those breadcrumbs um, started back when I started Oyster Garden in 2006. And then, you know, you, it just leads you to all these different opportunities. And so this opportunity for the ecotourism class came up and they had some really great speakers. And I thought, wow, that would just add to what I already love doing. And let me just check it out. And as I was taking the class, I thought, wow, this is some pretty cool stuff. And, you know, we would really love for people to see a different side of Hampton other than what they usually see when they're sitting in traffic and not saying very nice words at the time, right? We want them to come see Hampton and say some nice things about Hampton. And so Linda and I go back a long ways. Um, one of We always say that one of the ways we met was through oysters because we started, um, we lived in the same neighborhood at the time. And, you know, I was growing oysters and then we were doing a lot of volunteer work together with Chesapeake Bay Foundation. And then Linda started growing oysters and, um, you know, those oysters just kept bringing us together again and again and again. So even though Linda moved out of Hampton, when I took this class, I thought, oh, here's a good way to keep Linda. Well, come back and uh, um, you want to do this course and maybe we could, you know, do some tours because one of the things you had to do as part of the course is to develop and design a tour. And once I did that, I was like, now I really want to do it. And the only person I wanted to do it with was my buddy, Linda, who said yes. So, yeah. So that was really great because um, she like she's such a she's such a great cheerleader. And, you know, having the two of us, we can we can shore each other up. Exactly. A good job. We can show, <laughs> you know, personally, professionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's we have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We work really hard, but we have a lot of fun. And so she said, yes, it was like, yeah, so. That's that's how that all started. So what do you think, the, uh, what's been the hardest part of this process? Hmm. I think for me, the hardest part was, oh, it's a small business, you know, a few hours a week. <laughs> I commute 45 minutes from Virginia Beach sometimes and the new HRBT traffic is not very fun. Right. So my balance is, you know, the commute. But once I'm here, it's like, I think the the pieces just fall in place. Um, you know, thank goodness my kids are older, they're, you know, on their own. So I don't have that whole family dynamics to to pull me back. My husband's been very supportive. Claire's husband, of course, is very supportive as well. So that's helped. But I just think the challenge is sometimes getting here to work together because this is our office, is you know, a home office. So which can be in your home and your car and a parking lot and 
And I'm, I know I'm singing to the chorus to a lot of people who mm-hmm. do that too. I do think that, you know, one of the challenges is, um, is having time for all the ideas mm-hmm. to try to get all those thoughts into place. Um, you know, pulling people together is, is um, one of the most wonderful things that also takes a lot of time to do that um and balancing like everybody else is trying to do balancing family and other commitments with all these things that we want to do so so with so many things that are going great for you guys and um you know you're obviously seeing that the tour is doing great and people like it they really like it uh how do you prioritize those ideas that just come up you know what we let's try this this might be a good idea or you know how do you prioritize all of that like how do you rank it <laughs> you should see our desk we, <laughs> we, we have, chose to come downstairs yeah, today not come downstairs. <laughs> we have notes and thoughts and ideas on like everywhere and um and i think the Chesapeake Oyster Innovations Award grant really helped us prioritize mm-hmm. what we wanted to do and how we wanted to do it. Um, of course, being part of the Chesapeake Oyster Alliance also inspired us to, to think up more ideas. And, um, you know, but I think as we, as we go along, certain things, you know, just deserve to be repeated again and again mm-hmm. and again. So, for, you know, for instance, you know, just sharing people about all the different things that oysters can do for cleaning the water and providing habitat and providing food and, 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 you know, helping our shorelines, there's, that information is a repeat again and again and again. So you, 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 you take these pieces, and you put them in different places and different projects, but a lot of the pieces can stay intact. Our our oyster gardens in downtown, for example, are one of the the items that we, you know, one of the things we really like to feature on all of our tours because it's one of those, you know, it's a keystone species in the bay. And it's also a keystone um, element of what we're trying to show and what we're trying to do. So, you know, how can we put that in 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 different um, tours and different experiences. And so we take those things and we plug them into different, uh, you know, tours, different experiences. Cool. Um, what's next for you guys? Um, I know, you know, you have this celebration going on, but looking forward and past that, um, what's next? Like, what can we look forward to? Well, we'll continue with our kayaking tours, mm-hmm. you know, in, when, in the season. And we'll also, um, we also have programs that we can do during the winter time as well. Um, we have a few ideas up our sleeves, uh, you know, as we, as we move on into um, the next season. And as we look at some grant opportunities, we would love to connect you know, the Bay a little bit more, connect Maryland and Virginia a little bit more, um, you know, 
So we have some, especially after this last uh, conference, we have some ideas on how we might be able to use some of the partners that we met mm -hmm. to kind of think about, you know, some what we do, what some other people do, and have a little bit more of a network in the Bay with what we're trying to share and show. So that's one of the things. And we, I, I know we would love to also bring, um, you know, eating Virginia oysters into our repertoire a little bit more mm -hmm. and see if what we can do for um, giving those experiences more to people, you know, in a, in, in a broader way. So. For sure, that might be shocking. There you go. Show it up, sucking. Okay. Uh, I got I got a couple more questions, but before we get off here, um, you just talked about or you spoke about the conferences a little bit. Um, could you? What, how do you prep yourself going into a conference? Like, do you um, look over the list of people or speakers? Um, do you have an idea of questions you want to answers to? Like, how do you prep yourself going into a conference? I think definitely the, the prep is, you know, seeing who those speakers are, doing a little digging on who they are. Um, you know, could they benefit? Could we partner with them? Could there be an opportunity? And um, not always about the speaker, but just who's attending, you know, and you never really know that till you're there. So I think having an open mind to one aspect of meeting these new people, because, you know, if I had to go alone, I would be a clam. I wouldn't be able to talk. So I think, you know, having that open mind of, you know, see who we're going to meet and, and, and what's going to happen. And I think that's been a great opportunity for us as we've gone, you know, to both of the symposiums through um, the Chesapeake Oyster Alliance has been great. And, you know, to, to meet people and to be able to bring that energy together with them. Yeah, I think um, going into something like that, preparing for us too is, um, you know, being able to tell people what we do and also just being really open to everybody who is there because you never know when you're going to find some tiny little thread that you can weave into another project. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel like, you know, one, one person doing one small thing can be such an inspiration. And if, if you can find those connections, you can make this, this tapestry better and richer and bigger and brighter. And, um, you know, so that's what we really love to do. I think Linda and I are always looking at how we can make those bridges to other people, because like we've said before, you know, just a few minutes ago, it's just the two of us. So, and I think a lot of people, it's an overwhelming thing sometimes to look at some of the issues that we have with the Bay and with bringing oysters back. And, you know, you can't do it just the two of you, but you can make a big difference. You know, we feel like we can make a difference, especially when we can reach out to other people. So I think our intention when we go to the conferences and, and just be in public and just here in our community too, is to try to make those connections so that we can synergize what we're trying to do. 
That's awesome. Um, so I want to say thank you, ladies, first of all, for, um, you know, taking time again to mm-hmm. knock this podcast out, knock this episode out. You guys are knocking the socks off of uh, uh, the seven cities I know. I know you ladies are killing it over there um, with great efforts and the, the kayak tours and the celebration. And um, thank you, ladies. Where can people, I guess, find you? Where can they um, reach out to you if they want to help or if they want to know more about uh, the celebration coming up, kayak tours? Uh, what's your contact information? So I would definitely say social media, um, first and foremost, is we are on Facebook, Short Up Virginia. We are on Instagram, Short Up, Short underscore Up VA. We are have a website www.shortupva.com and um, on our website it will tell you our activities our events and give you a peep at what we're doing and we've got Virginia Oyster Trail has us all over them right now Virginia Water Trails has has us um, on theirs a lot of our partners have us on their websites as well so downtown Hampton and we appreciate any sharing that anybody can do to try to, um, you know, christen this celebration celebration this year. So we appreciate again you, Gardner, for having us on and spending part of your busy day um, to help us further the message. So thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, let's leave off like this. Uh, where do you see you guys? Where do you, where do you see short up? Um, in let's say three to five years you know um I people ask that and I keep thinking (laughs) I keep thinking that if somebody asked me three to five years ago if I would even have short up I'd probably be like what are you talking about (laughs) so I don't I think what I try to do is look for the breadcrumbs and just be open to where that could take us and not have a prescription for what that looks like, but to just know that um, our passion will lead us where we need to go. I, I really feel like that's a lesson I've learned through this whole process. Um, that if, you know, that that passion attracts other people and attracts other opportunities. And I have to just trust that you know, that passion is going to continue and it's going to continue to, to, to bring things our way. And we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. I'll see you there. Awesome. Super. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsors. My name is Matt Owens and I'm the founder and CEO of Healthy Ocean Seafood Company, the owner of the Pescavore brand. For the last five years, six years now, actually I've been the sustainability director at Trimarine, which is a a global tuna supplier. Uh, We're down here at San Pedro right now at a Trimarine facility. And so for the last several years, I've been working to uh, effectively manage tuna resources all around the world. So we have these great sustainable fisheries in the U.S., but most of that gets exported a lot of times processed overseas, then imported back into the United States. We have a huge seafood trade deficit. And I wanted to find a way in which I could add value to the resource in here on the West Coast and bring it to market here on the West Coast. 
And so that's really how Pescavore started. And so to take a West Coast caught tuna and process it into something that's different, something that's delicious, something that's convenient, something that's healthy, and something that's sustainable. And that's what the Pescavore brand is all about. It's making seafood snackable, it's taking sustainable tuna, and it's, it's bringing it into the snack space so that it's convenient for people. You can eat it anywhere, it's delicious, it's good for you, and importantly, you can feel good about it. You're supporting local fishermen, you're supporting a sustainable fishery that's well managed.